Welcome to Story Chats at NSB Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. We've got Rebecca Millette with us here today to talk about her debut novel, Julia Monroe Begins Again. So I'm going to read your bio real quick, and then we will dive in. Rebecca Millette is a Cascade Award and ACFW First Impressions Award-winning author of contemporary Christian romance novels. A New Orleans native, she grew up on beignets and cafe au lait and loves infusing her colorful culture into her stories. Her husband is an answer to prayer who puts up with her rearranging furniture and being a serial plant killer. Her two sons keep her laughing and share in her love of strawberry Pop-Tarts. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me and all your mm -hmm. listeners for, for their time and, and listening and watching. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yay. So uh, we're going to start like we usually do. And you say you listen. So hopefully you're ready. To have you tell us a little bit about your book. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Excellent. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> so um, my book is about Julia Monroe, who, who just turned 40. Um, so all of us women in our 40s, you know, we can totally relate to her with um, having those first mammograms and battling muffin tops and um, dealing with older parents. And in Julia's case, an older parent who is very cranky. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And um, the story also takes place in New Orleans. So that's that's a big part of it. Um, but another thing other than the New Orleans setting that readers will find out really fast is that Julia is an avid risk avoider. So 10 years ago, in the blink of an eye, she lost her husband and was left a widow with two small kids. Um, but now those kids are grown up and they have moved out of town. They're attending college out of state. And so Julia has this newfound extra time on her hands. So she decides, you know, I'm going to put that time into expanding my small business, which for her is um, cleaning houses for a living. So, but... Um, Little does she realize, though, is that her ex from 20 years ago, Samuel Reed, who just, he pummeled her heart in college, um, he moves back to town, and of all things, he joins her church. And, yeah, just rotten scoundrel <laughs> for doing that. So, um, so he is determined to win her back, and she is determined to have nothing to do with him. Um, but she has a meddling best friend who gets involved and that's where the story just takes on from there. Yep. Yep. And I just <laughs> love seeing Cooney right there. Oh. <laughs> She's so beautiful. You got a fan, Coon. How sweet. <laughs> it's like, I got woke up from my nap to come up here and I like the snuggles, but I don't yeah. know. I just need my nap. <laughs> She's um she's almost 14. She is oh, 14 wow. actually. She's getting to be an old girl. Wow. Well, Aww. she's still happy. Just like don't talk she's... about me that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Narelle, do you want to kick us off with our question? I will. I will. I'm just gonna detour into something. Every when I was reading this book, I always I had to giggle every time she was looking at the app and tracking her teenage kids over in North Carolina <laughs> because I, I actually have Snapchat on my phone that I do not use. You'll never find me because it's <laughs> set up in a way that no one can find me, but it's purely because of my daughter. Like there was a reason I had to communicate with Snapchat. And when I don't know where she is and she's in her early 20s, I will go on Snapchat and spy <laughs> and see to make... <laughs> 
before I send the are you alive um, message that she gets sent occasionally because I've just lost track of where she is. I, I think, do oh, that I- with my oldest son. <laughs> if, if I haven't heard from my oldest son in so many days, I'm like, are you alive? You yep. know? <laughs> That's the <Yep>. text <laughs> Yeah. But then before I send that message, I now go to Snapchat to see where the last check-in was. Excellent. And if it was in the last few hours, and I can say, okay, don't have to bother her. All good. Right. But anyway, I'm going to get onto questions now. Um, oh, so wait, does I she know that you, does she know that you do that, or is now she knows? Oh no, she knows. She knows okay. that I do that because then I'm not bothering her. So she's so quite happy for me to know where she is, which is good, I guess. Good, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so let's get back to the story. So I did, I really liked the New Orleans setting and New Orleans is a city that I would love to visit. Never had an opportunity to go there at all. But, and I think it's a very unique city. It has a lot of culture and flavour and it's not like an anybody, any city, if that makes sense. We often talk about books where it could be set anywhere in um, the Midwest of America. It doesn't actually get really grounded in the setting, whereas this book is very New Orleans. So I thought we could talk about what readers can expect in terms of how the culture, the flavour, the people, the food, like how all that sort of infuses the story and really takes you on that journey to New Orleans in the book with the characters. Well, I'm so that's such a huge compliment. So thank you so much for that. Um, you're you're gonna find so much stuff about New Orleans, and it's so funny because when I was writing it, I wasn't really thinking that way. I was just writing what I'm used to, and and <laughs> and you know, my editors are like, "Oh, we love this New Orleans thing and that New Orleans thing." I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> you know, that's great." And so, but um, you're going to get to go to um, different places. Like one scene takes place in Jackson Square. Um, That was a great scene between Julia and Kate. Um, You get to experience, of course, the cuisine with um, jambalaya and some different types of gumbos. And um, yeah, those were really fun to write about. Um, And what else did you ask about? (laughs) Just what we actually see in terms of New Orleans. So there was a French Quarter mention as well. I remember that. Yes, yes. So yes. Um, there's a few scenes that take place in the little shotgun house in the Bucaray. Um, so that was fun to write. And you get some glimpses of what life is down there with seeing um, like the mule drawn cart that goes by. It's, it's little touches like that, that, um, that you find down here, you know, that you find it every day. So it was nice to include those things and kind of shine a light on them. Well, Definitely. Sam's, Sam's job that he sets up with his river tours that aren't really in the river, the sort of swamp swamp tours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bayou yes. tours, I guess. <laughs> yes, with the alligators yeah. and all that good stuff. <laughs> in on one of those in Florida. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't but I didn't take Cooney. You see how horrified she is at the thought. What? <laughs> Oh no, I wouldn't say Cooney. I'd be so afraid if she got out the boat. <laughs> oh, alligator lunch. Yep. Snap. No, it was very, very rich in New Orleans. I've been there, but only twice, but it still was really fun. It was oh, really okay. fun to, to visit. Valerie? So, Sam. <laughs> he, uh, oh, Cooney's done. <laughs> It's fine because it's easier to think without her trying to get away. Um, Sam, he um, he was a very strong personality, and 
sometimes that's really hard to pull off. And I had some trouble with Sam at first. So um, he was just, shall we say, absolutely certain that uh, he was going to get Julia to date him again. And he wasn't willing to take no for an answer. No, he, he wasn't, he didn't cross any actual real lines, I'd like to point out, dear <laughs> readers and listeners. Um, but um, but he was very strong. Tell me uh, what was his, your inspiration for him and how that, how that played into his character. Um, I think for him, it was just his character. He's um, at this point in his life and what he's been through, he's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of life. Um, and his own life before coming a Christian, um, he realizes, you know, he sees all the mistakes that he made. And so therefore, when he does see something good and something that he feels like is the right way to go, then his determination kicks in. And so I think for him, that was the driving factor is he knew that Julia was a good person. He knew that he wronged her terribly in the past. And that was also his vulnerability too, is having that past go against him and having to show Julia that he was not who he used to be. Right. So. Because he was definitely not uh, going to be a member of her church in college. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so when he shows up in what I think it was right in chapter one, right at the church, beginning, yeah, like, oh, I know who that is. I'm out of here. I'm not talking to that guy. What's he doing talking to the pastor? Oh no. Yeah, she like flees. You know. <laughs> Let me run and hide. Yes. Yes. It's it, it's just it's such a hard balance, and I have I've written sometimes too some stronger male characters and um man they they exist those guys are definitely out there and and some of them are very nice nice men (laughs) who deserve the good things but uh i I just find that it's a really hard balance so i struggle with sam because i think primarily because he's former military that to me because my husband was military so Mm -hmm. once once I saw former military I'm like oh okay I know who this is is." which makes Um, sense (laughs) this Canadian wouldn't have that same reference point yeah yeah Um, no do I they they get in and get it done (laughs) yeah yeah so that makes sense he was very very just spot on for for the backstory that he had. I mean, it was just to okay. me very clear. Like, I mean, cause he was a Marine, no army special. Green Beret. Yeah. Green Beret, mm-hmm. which like, yeah. Yep. That's. Who. <laughs> um. So, so to me, once, once the military, which again was not far buried. Um, cause I do, I, I can struggle with an alpha male if there's not a reason that they're an alpha male. Right. Um, And I think sometimes also because in Christian romance, we don't necessarily get the alpha males as much um, because Mm. it's hard to pull off a godly alpha male, which you did. Um, I, I really think you did. Um, And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. that Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard undertaking to balance that self-assuredness with a man who's relying on God and yeah. and don't we want the man to be relying on God to be the true hero 
Um, but the self-assuredness is also what makes him an alpha. And I thought you did a very nice job making a true like Christian alpha. Um, but as an American, so if you're an American reader <laughs> and you see that he's former military, you're going to have probably zero problem with him whatsoever. If you're not familiar with military men, it might, at the beginning, there's, you know, there are a few until you get to know his heart yeah. a little bit yeah. more, you may, you may struggle a little bit, but um, I loved Sam. I thought he was fantastic. Well, and that <laughs> was just, kind of the, the oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> I was like, that was kind of the fun thing with writing the first person point of view with Julia is as a reader, I love reading that point of view because, and I think it's just fun to that sh that we're reading with her that we're trying to figure Samuel out as well. We're trying to figure out if he really has changed if, you know, so that, that aspect of it made it a lot of fun for writing it. I got a real kick. I think this is later in the story, but it's not, it's not enough of a spoiler to spoil anything when she <laughs> has checked out a book from the library on green berets and he yeah. finds it sitting on her in her living room and picks it up and goes, Oh, oh. <laughs> Not Curious so about this, are we? And she's yes. like, ah, you weren't supposed to see that. Yeah, <laughs> that was as, fantastic. Yes. As soon as that first scene pops in where she goes to the library to check it out, I was I knew I'm like, he's gonna end up finding this book. I'm gonna work that <laughs> in at some point because you know, you just want to, you know, torture your characters, yeah. as y'all know. <laughs> yeah. So what we do for a living. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Um so I enjoyed the fact that Julia and Samuel are older um, be, because I'm not 20 anymore, sadly. Um, actually, I don't want to be 20 anymore. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> stay in either. I don't even um, want to be 40 again. So there right? you go. <laughs> what? Um, but I thought it was an interesting choice for a debut. Like what, what inspired that? Um just is that just how it came or it's just it you know the the easiest way I can describe it is God just put the story in my heart to write it yeah um I was I've all I'm a reader and so I've noticed I've noticed the books that I was reading that I wasn't finding characters you know as I'm getting older I wasn't finding so many characters you know staying you know getting older with me and so yeah. Um, the thought had popped in my mind and God just kept pressing me about it. And so I had, I talked to a group of friends who are just big time readers. And I asked them, I'm like, have y'all found any, you know, anything with 40 year old characters and, you know, traditional inspirational publishing? And they were like, no. And I was like, well, like, what if I wrote one? And they were just like, yes, do it. <laughs> you know, like that would be so great to read, to relate to. And and I was still very hesitant because like you said, I'm a debut author at that point. I, I'm just still trying to get my foot in the door, you know? And so I just kept saying, no, I don't feel it's right. I don't see that out there, but God just kept like tapping me on the shoulder about it. Like, Hey, you know, let's give this some attention. And so finally, I, you know, I did, I, um, and I don't know if you want to know the story with yeah. it or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a rough outline and some sample chapters just to see how it feels. Yeah. And so it felt so good to write 
a 40 year old to write with humor, the things that I was experiencing, you know? And so I was like, okay, well, I got it out my system. And I went back to writing a different book and, um, <laughs> but God just kept nagging me about it. And so I decided to, um, I said, okay, well, this is what I'll do. I'll submit it for a contest and I'll get some anonymous feedback from judges. I'll see, if they like totally shun me on writing a 40 year old romance or if they like it. And so I was like, okay, so that's what I did. I, I sent it off for a contest. And um, in the meantime, I, um, the latest manuscript that I'd written, I had gotten um, some interest from another publisher on it. And so I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this is, this is crazy. And so then like the next week I had, um, I attended a virtual conference and I had a, um, an editor appointment with Rayla Shane Hare at Bethany House Publishers. And, um, and so you get to submit a one sheet for those. And so I feel kind of sneaky that I did it, but I gave us a one sheet for the 40 year old romance. Cause I figured, well, what do I have to lose? You know, that she sees it. And so, um, so we have our appointment. I didn't pitch her anything because I was going to pub board with another project with another publisher. So I just picked her brain and um, it was a nice conversation. I don't think I embarrassed myself in, the, in that 10 minutes. So that was a win. <laughs> Obviously not too bad. Obviously not. No, I... <laughs> yeah. So, so we parted, you know, we parted ways a few days later, she reached out to me and she said, I looked at your one sheet and I was like, oh no, <laughs> you know? And so she, it turned out the contest that I had submitted those chapters for, she was a final judge on oh, and she oh. read them. And so when we met, she was reminded of that. And she said, what do you think about moving forward with this project? And I was just like mind blown. That's amazing. Then it was just mm. a lot of a lot of time on my knees in prayer, um, family and friends praying to decide which path I'm going to go down. And I just felt the Lord leading me to go with the forty year old romance. And so I have goosebumps right now going down. <laughs> me just talking about it because it was just, it was just so inspired by God. Because. Um, all of this happened because I, I stopped writing for a contract and I started writing for God. And that's when everything changed for me with my writing, with the way I approached it, with the joy I had in it. And, you know, for me, that started back in 2019. So the last manuscript that was offered the contract, and then this book, those were all written under a lot of prayer over my work, which I had never done before. Um, and so it was just amazing how it all unfolded from there. That's fantastic. That's a great, a great story um, of mm. how it came to be. I love it. Are I'm there going to be it. more 40 plus romances in your future? Yes, there's at least one more coming. I've got a two book contract. Be, oh, yay. And oh, is it going to be the cool. friend? Is it going to be it's the gonna, friend? Yes, it's going to okay, be good. <laughs> yay. Yes, it's going to be Kate's story. She's going to get to have some romance in her life. Yay. Excellent. We all need romance. I love it. And that. did we get a hint of that in the, is there a hint of that in the current book, just out of curiosity of where that oh, one's like going? The, the hero in the current, mm -hmm. in this book? In, in book two. So do we have a hint of it with what Kate's doing? Has a, has a hero hit the page in book one? Um, Not yet? Okay. 
he's, he's he doesn't hit he doesn't hit the page in book one okay so you may okay. think he hits the page in book one but <laughs> no, he doesn't. honestly I'm kind of glad because I you would have to do a lot a lot to make the one prospect <laughs> worthy of her indeed <laughs> yeah. he needs some work yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean no. don't we all well yes yeah <laughs> But I'm not trying to haggle down my cleaning service prices for a office building. So. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, do you have any sorts of dates for Kate's book yet, or it's still just being written? Um, I'm still, I'm in the process of, of writing it. Um, I think the date for that is spring of 2025. Okay. Um, but don't, don't hold me to it. But okay. um, I think, I think that's what it is. Cool. that's exciting very cool cool that's early 2025 see I'm going to sit here and think spring fall autumn it's all swap I've got to swap yeah. it around in my head yeah. so right. early 2025 okay early 2025 um, and I, I love the way that the timing is because the book starts out right at the climax of Mardi Gras oh. and so and that's spring is yeah. when Mardi Gras is hitting so it's kind of like perfect timing for it that's fabulous cool. That's going to be fun. Well, I'm going to look forward to that Thank for you. a long time now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, a, it's a long break, but they're, but Bethany House is just so great to work with because they, they, they know I needed a longer break with everything with, with, I have a job and family and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so they're just, they're really sweet and cognizant of that. They didn't want me writing under stress or. That's or great. That's mm. fantastic. Yeah. That's excellent. Very cool. Well, um, do you have anything else that you want to tell our listeners? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you did say there's a pre-order bundle right. at Baker Bookhouse. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So if you pre-order my book from Baker Bookhouse, bakerbookhouse.com, um, you get 40% off free shipping and while supplies last you'll also get a bookmark which is really cute and also an autographed book plate fun that's excellent and that's um and that's for julia monroe begins again and that's releasing in just a couple weeks -ish. yes october 24th so yeah get your pre-order in before october 24th and that's for the paperback yes yes for the yes. paperback yes. <laughs> obviously it'd be a little hard to put your book plate on a Kindle, on a Kindle. <laughs> some of us could try if someone <laughs> wants one for their Kindle I'll send it to them <laughs> there you go you heard it here first that's folks. right that's right that's excellent and you have been gracious enough to put your website up on the backdrop for you but I'm going to go ahead and read it for those of you who are audio only listeners <laughs> it is rebeccamillet.com and it's no Malay well, no did well, I say it right Nope. You say it however you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I messed it up. I was doing so well. And it's Rebecca with a K, K-A-H. And it'll be in the show notes. I'll write it in the show notes so that you can just ignore my terrible pronunciation of her name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it so many ways. It doesn't matter. I'll answer to anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Do Norell or Valerie have any final thoughts on the book? I think we're good. Yeah, I think we are good. Although I, I came down a little hard on Sam. It wasn't that I didn't like the story or Sam. It just took me a bit to get 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 down with them. That's that's very <laughs> understandable. And yeah. and I can say this, my sister had the same problem. 
And yeah. so I, I heard it from her early on. <laughs> You're like, ah, yeah. but there will be, I mean, there'll be a percentage who will struggle with like any personality. Yeah. yeah. So yes. You just this have the joy of out. being a writer, right? <laughs> so there's, yeah. I'm finding out. <laughs> and it's not going into his viewpoint. So often we all have the dual viewpoint. So you'd see what was going on in his head. Yeah. But sometimes with an alpha, that can be a disadvantage, not necessarily an advantage. So Yes, this is actually you don't actually choice, hear what probably. he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved watching him build a relationship with her sons too. That that was funny. That was so funny. So, anyways, yeah. carry on. Yes. <laughs> we're trying Thank to wrap you. Up here. <laughs> All right. Well, we are so glad that you joined us today. Um and appreciate it greatly. We all enjoyed the book. And I hope that all of you listening will also go enjoy the book when it comes out. And we thank you for joining us today at Story Chats. Um, let us know your thoughts in a comment on the YouTube page, YouTube channel, here I go being old again, or the Facebook page. <laughs> and um, the Facebook, the Facebook. Yes. Apparently I'm now old enough to be just the Facebook. Get I call it the YouTube to my the kids. Friends. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, everyone.